0: Hi guys and welcome to another episode of tea talks with Guru. We get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world tea i'm your host Tex Guru, and today's book is everyone who loves anime manga and all things asian inspired seriously this book was like a hardcore mecha version of yu-gi-oh and if you don't know what yu-gi-oh is i suggest you pause this right now and go figure it out yu-gi-oh was amazing yu-gi-oh pokemon those are probably like some of my first animes Annual Avatar The Last Airbender, but technically that isn't an anime. Anyway, before we get to any of the more exciting bits, let's get our tea of the day. Literally translated as covered tea, Kabusecha is described as a midpoint between Gayakuro and Zencha. Kabusecha um, is another Japanese green tea and it's usually shaded for 7 to 10 days, a significantly shorter time than Gyokuro. Now onto this mecha story. So we have our protagonist, Zetian. Zetian is in a futuristic yet at the same time archaic heroxia, where girls are usually sacrificed in these giant fighting mecha machines called chrysalis. Now the chrysalis are piloted by male pilots, usually at the expense of the lives of concubines, which uh, is the name given to all the young women who are used to power these mecha Machines. Now how these machines work is that the consciousness of both the g- girls and the male pilot Um is given over and there's a lot of key energy from their minds and basically their life force that powers the mecca however These chrysalis are designed in such a way that the male pilot will overpower the subconscious energy of the female pilots hence the reason that all these um, all the girls die but this is not revealed until later on in the book. So Zatian actually had no desire to become a concubine. Um, a lot of young women aspire to be it because they, um, concubines are given a large lump sum of money for their families to take care of them and whatnot. And I mentioned that it, he actually is a bit archaic, um, archaic in that. They follow really ancient customs uh, that you would see about in ancient China, so things like binding the girl's feet to ensure that she has delicate small feet for um, her husband and basically just girls not having any rights at all, Zetian is uh, faces a lot of abuse, physical from her parents and grandparents, she doesn't even have her own space. and. You really get to see that she re- her, she really is a product of her environment Zatian is not your stereotypical nice character. So Zatiana is really she, she's really has a, had a tough life. And she actually enrolls to become a concubine because she wants revenge for her older sister who had joined in because she had a high key level. Now, Zatian had never been tested prior because she had no desire to become one of those uh, sacrifices for the god of Huaxia. You know, she has zero patriotism. She thinks the empire is basically a scam. And she's right in a way. And... She's actually closer to the truth than she realizes. Now, she she wants to avenge her sister's death, so she enlists. Her key energy is found to be astronomically high, and she makes sure she's enlisted under the pilot who her sister fought with, who essentially killed her sister, who devoured her consciousness, and... She kills him because when they um, were fighting, she w- was able to overpower his consciousness and saw that this was not the first time he did this to a young woman, but he did it consecutively. And she found no remorse in him, and so she devoured him, thus gaining control of his chrysalis. And there uh, she gained the name Iron Widow, and this was uh, this was a title reserved purely for the, those few girls who, those few female pilots who had key levels higher than their male pilots and who were able to devour their male pilots thus gaining control of the Chrysalis. So essentially now she's kind of like um, a convict in that the Empire is trying to control her, they don't want this information getting out, so they pair her with this prisoner who was um, so basically, he was convicted of murdering his family, uh, Lishimen. But Lishimen is actually very kind-hearted. He has a artist's heart. Um, he just looks really scary. So it's like a bear in the body of like a bear, I guess. Um, but yes, he also has a very astronomically high um key level. He actually powers one of the harder um to manage crystallis. and. Zatian pair paired him kind of against her will and the hope, even though they don't outright tell her I believe, is that they would like Lichemin to devour Zatian's consciousness. However, the first time the pair fight, they, it's actually seen Zatian almost devours Lichemin because she's so powerful. the the two end up working together to become a balanced match, something that is quite rare in Huaxia. Basically, it's where the pilot and the concubin are able to match their key levels. And it is uh, the desired endpoint that the Empire wants because balanced matches are able to fight more and produce better results, gain back more land um, for Huaxia and all that fun stuff. You also get to meet um, Amizi, and this is a young noble that befriended Zetian and he was enamored with her but he ends up popping back in to kinda of save Zetian and Leishman from being overworked because generally after a crystal after a peer grow out with their crystallis, they um their crystals they get a couple of days off to replenish their key energy. However, the Empire had it out for Leishman and for Zetian and they were basically overworking them to the point where their key energy could not get a stable amount for them to power the chrysalis, so Yezi used his position as a noble, his father was one of the most wealthy merchants in Huaxia, I believe, he used his position to get Zetian and Nishima that break that they needed and eventually he actually pilots the chrysalis with them and that was really cool. And then you just get a city dynamic between the three of them and it's just adorable. It's really, really adorable. I really liked it. So all in all, I think Iron Widow really, um, it really monopolized on that really idealistic idea of, um, just like loyalty and then duty and family obligation. And especially, um, it really brought to light the kind of practices in ancient China, as well as um, really made you question the ideals of the Huaxia society currently. How they value men over women, how they treat the women like chattel, even though essentially the women are the source of the power. And it was really really interesting. Treat I really enjoyed it. And the Mecca the the whole mecca idea was just like a bonus for me i really enjoyed it and if you read a lot of chinese webtoons webcomics or like read chinese light novels you'll really enjoy it as well if you like anime that sort of thing uh continuing on with Iron widow though and his story the heavenly council eventually reaches out to zatian because she becomes such a threat uh in one of the later fights though Zetian, Yeezy and Lee are all in the um cockpit of piloting one of the chrysalis and Le Shiman ejects Zetian and Yeezy to protect them. And sacrifices sacrifices himself this sends this trips at the end of she is a she is not a great protagonist she's black it's black she is selfish and she's not sorry for it and honestly when you learn about her life she deserves to be selfish for once in her life and she uses whatever is at her disposal she's very resourceful and i just think she's a very cool protagonist overall so Zetian trips when Li dies and she sets about just destroying the empire and Yeezy just watches her and he, he's not stopping her because he too is heartbroken by Li's death, and she ends up taking on this persona Empress Wu and saying that she is now the ruler of Huaxia. And that is, uh, I believe, it's kind of um loosely referenced on one of the greatest Chinese empresses in history, which again, loved the symbolism, loved that connotation, it was just amazing. And then the ending, the ending was a cliffhanger, this is a series, I can't wait to read the other book whenever it comes out. But she finds out that humanity is actually the parasite on Huaxia, that they aren't on earth, they uh, fled from it actually and landed on Huaxia and these creatures that they're battling all this while are actually the native species. However, before she can reveal this, the heavenly council, which uh, basically are basically the gods for lack of better words, in Huaxia, they um, try to cut a deal with her. They will bring back Leishima if she continues to do their bidding. And I honestly hope she tells them to stick it and just overthrows them and causes mass chaos. But I also know that she would do anything to have Lee back and revived and whatnot. So maybe she'll pretend to go along with it, get him revived, and then, you know just throw everything to shit i hope that's it the heavenly council literally you will like at the beginning you'll just them at the end you will want to set them on fire and bloody watch as they burn they're horrible but other than that this was a really really enjoyable read highly recommend it to anybody who needs um some kind of incentive some kind of fun incentive to read history or to learn more about mythologies this is the book for you. It was great. It was wonderful. uh I think it was a r- uh, well paced, not too quick, not too slow. Um, as with most Chinese novels or comics or whatnot, it is a bit um lengthy. I think I can't remember exactly how many pages. It did take me a bit of time to read, but it was worth it. It was enjoyable. I loved it. So I highly recommend this to anybody um who you know is looking for a fun little read with some mecha stuff in it. You know. It's really cool if it gets adapted into anime it would be awesome but anyway so as always if you like this episode you can find this one and all the others on the cast platform which distributes to apple Podcasts, samsung podcast as well as spotify and if you feel so obliged give me a follow at Kuro on instagram that's all for today guys bye